one day I decided to ask myself, could I break five minutes in the mile? At age 30, could I return to the sport of track and go after my unmet goal of breaking five minutes? Was my body capable of this? Was my mind capable of this? And most importantly, was my spirit capable of pushing through the ups and downs to find the answer? You are listening to Breaking Five, a running podcast, where we search for this answer as well as yours for achieving your Breaking Five moment, whatever that may be for you. We will gain inspiration and knowledge from others who have achieved their Breaking Five moment, those working towards theirs, as well as those who have helped the athletes along the way. I'm your host, Kristen Schultz, physical therapist, runner, and running coach. Let's run full force towards our wildest dreams and take a listen to today's episode. Hey, so I want to make this quick, quick, quick for you all to just do a little double check on you, right? We're a little, we're a lot of over halfway done with this year, but as you guys know, um, strength training is one of my favorite things. And honestly, I feel like I haven't talked about it enough with the past year with pandemic and everything, but to talk about for runners, okay, this is going to be specific to runners. And just wanted to do a check for all of you runners out there to make sure you're hitting all the major movements you should be doing on as a runner. Now there's lots of different movements, but there's really six types, six, six guys, six, three times, times two, six types of movements you should be doing um, as a runner. And I just want you guys to check yourself. Everyone, go ahead and check yourself. Um, I feel like I've talked to a lot of people lately that have struggled on the straight training side in the last year. But, okay, to get to the point, I'm going to be sharing on the six types of strength training you should be doing as a runner. And I would love for you to let me know if there's any you're not doing and that you need to add it. So, number one, and I didn't even write this down. I just know this. So, hopefully, I remember them all. But, no, number one is going to be hinge movements. So this is going to be a lower body hinge movement we need to be doing. Okay. So common things, I'm going to give some examples too. And let me know if you would love for me to dive deeper into any of this. Okay. This will be an overview and I can totally maybe even just make a video for each six types of these. Okay. So number one is a hinge movement, lower body hinge might even just call it lower body pull, but we'll say a hinge for the sake of this video. That's going to look like a, you know, deadlifts, RDLs, um, anything we could do single leg deadlifts, we could do, you know, two-leg regular deadlift, um, you know, RDLs, deadlifts, technically different things. Those are going to be the most common type of a hinge that you're going to see. Let's see. Those are the most common I prescribe that I like to prescribe a um, couple different hinge ones I can think of as well. But that is the first one, okay? So do you have, basically, I'm just going to tell you guys, do you have deadlifts in your program? Okay. This would also be where, like, a bridge would fall in. Uh, granted, that's not going to be, like, heavier lifting, Um something like that would fall into that category as well. Okay. Number one, number two is going to be a lower body push or a lot of what's going to fall in here are squats. Okay. Lower body push. So are you doing a squat movement? So different types, this could be a back squat, a front squat, a goblet squat, a split squat, a lunge, a reverse lunge, a forward lunge. I'm just give you guys lots of different examples. Um, but squats basically for easier way to think about this falls into there. Lots of variety. We could go into that more, but are you doing some sort of pushing motion for your lower body? All right, four more to go. Number three is going to be an upper body pull. Now, I really think upper body pull is super important for runners. Now, they're all important, but I'm going to tell you why. Because pull is kind of mimicking a motion of coming back in your running. I, I recommend goblet squats. Definitely do goblet squats. Um, goblet squats where you hold it up here. I love goblet squats. They're really good. Okay, moving on. I was talking about upper body pull because in our when we're running, 
we are driving our arms backwards and the pulling motion that you're going to do with strength exercise is a lot of this, right? Have you ever had your arms get tired in running? Yes, I have. I've definitely had my arms get like, more tired than my legs in running. Running, I mean, you want to be working your arms. Yes, we need to work our legs. That's where most power comes from. But important to be working your arms as well for running. So pulling motion. So that might look like, okay, this is the first thing that came to mind, like a TRX row. Now, you might not have a TRX at your house. So might look like a bent over row, anything where you're rowing it back, right? Um, now we can mix this up by doing it with one arm, with two arms. I gave you the example where we would mix this up with doing this with a TRX. Now you want to, in general, your strength training should be varied. Um, whole nother topic. I want to keep this really at what you need to be doing and give you a couple examples, but I, I had an example there too. Oh, you could do from like a push-up position, right? Like a plank position, could do a row from that with some weights, right? So Third one I gave you, for sake of their term for everyone listening, sorry about the sirens, a row, but upper body pull is what we're calling this. Okay, next one, we're on the upper body still. It is an upper body push. So this would look like bench press. This might look like doing a push-up. Those are like the two most like immediate obvious ones. Uh, again, varying it up. Can you do it with a single arm? A single arm bench press, could you do this on a physio ball? Um, do it from a bridge position, any kind of push is going to uh, fall in there. Ooh, I thought of when we were talking before about pulls, I mean like a lat, a lat pull downs, but then also uh, pull ups would fall into the last one too. So we got our four, right? Um, so these are the first four that you're going to think of with like a basic strength routine. I said like the very basic that you hear of a lot, but number five also gets thrown in there in a lot of strength training. The last one's going to be really run specific. So next one is going to be a carry, okay? We're getting less common as we move around. Now, these are one of my favorite. I cannot really do these when I was when my foot was really flaring up because I was flaring it up pretty bad, but I could start really light. Anyway, so carry is going to look like it's where you grab a really heavy weight, okay? I want it to be challenging. This is where I think some people go wrong with these is two ways. They're not, he they're not grabbing heavy enough and they're not moving slow enough. These need to be slow and they need to be heavy, but it's going to include grabbing say two heavy, most basic would be like two heavy weights by your side, walking slowly, call a farmer's carry. Another example, suitcase carry, it's in one hand instead, in your hand. So this is very functional. What We do this all day. We carry something in our, in our hands all day. But okay, back to running, the purpose of me talking about this, this is going to get um, your core. And we know that we're twisting and run, you know, when we're running, this is going to be super important for the core. Okay. So are you doing a carry? Those are two most common. There's so many different types. You can do a rack carry, overhead carry, um, some other types of movements. Again, we got to make sure our shoulder mobility is good for that. I just thought of so many other ones. I could have given you guys examples for pushes, and but we're staying there. Okay, last one. Drum roll, please. This one is going to be the most common that you're not going to see, like, say, in like a normal strength routine. I'm not saying it's not going to be, but it might not be in every strength routine. Um, in all honesty, I've been honest about this in the past. I've gone through periods where I haven't done a, enough of this. And like right before my injury, I was actually like, okay, I need to incorporate more that I'm doing. Um, so the last bit that everyone needs to have, if you want to guess before listening, give me a second to think about it. If not, I will let you know. Is going to be working your calf. So it's going to be calf exercise. So number six is calf exercises. Okay. Calf is one of our most important muscles for running, right? It explodes us forward. Of course, all our other muscles help too. But we need to have strong calves for running. If we don't, we might find ourselves injured. Like, think about how many running-related injuries are lower, lower, lower limb, right? Almost all mine have been, okay? I have had a lot of foot issues. Um, 
I guess I had Achilles like tendonitis once when I was in high school. But how often do you hear of your friends or have you had Achilles issues, feet issues, um, calf is down here lower. We need to have this strong, okay? So, and another caveat, am I using the words correctly? I don't know. I'm using big words here today. Um, is want to make sure that you are doing, your calf exercises should be with you doing some stuff with your legs straight, and you should have some of your strengthening exercises where your knees are bent. So if they're not, this is within, you know, with, this isn't every time you lift. Now, all these six exercises at minimum should be done at least once a week that I'm talking about. All these six, somewhere in your weekly routine, should be, you should see them at least once, okay? Back to the calf. You want it bent and you want them straight. Give you variety. Now, there's so many different examples I can give you. Again, I am thinking of making the series. Let me know if you would love a series on this where I will share a little bit more on specifics for each of these six categories. Let me know if that'd be helpful. Um, so calf exercises. If you're not doing those, start doing them. Uh, just a little check for your strength training now that hopefully most of us are getting back to gyms i'm hoping most people are feeling safe enough to go back in gyms now because sort of can really get our heavy lifting and i know it's been a weird year i personally feel like some running injuries we have seen happen because people haven't been able to lift heavy they've been lifting at home a lot of people i've talked to too with runners are like yeah like when my routine changed i stopped i know i got super unmotivated lifting at home for a while um or just their routine stopped they took lifting out whatever it might be and just it's a reminder to get that uh, added back into your routine Lastly, real, real quick, because I do want to make this not super, super long, a couple other things to think about. I'm not adding into the top six that need to be in your routine. Some other areas to hip that hit that aren't in every strength routine are going to be hip flexor, okay, hip abductors, hamstring, and foot exercises. That's been, if you didn't know, my big one because for my plantar fascia, um, and that's going to be probably an ongoing thing. Like my, for my plantar fascia, nine months ago now, my heel's still sore. Whole nother thing. So it's still still weak. So I'm doing lots of foot exercises in general. It's a good thing to say, but I'm just adding that in as a little extra there. Those would be four other places to hit that aren't going to necessarily be in just a normal strength routine. Um, super specific to runners, especially. And that's what I have for you guys. I hope that was helpful. I would love to hear from you if it was helpful. I'd love to hear from you if there's anything else you'd love to hear from me, especially when it comes to strength training for runners. It's one of my favorite things. Um, I want to get on here and share a little bit more than I have been. And yeah, that's what I got for you guys. And as always, go run your life. And I'll catch you guys all next time. Bye, guys. All right. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode of Breaking Five, a running podcast. We hope you are running away with some inspiration, tips, and actionable items that you can put towards your Breaking Five moment. Lastly, if you know anyone else with a Breaking Five moment, that doesn't have to actually mean literally Breaking Five, just a Breaking Five moment in general, in running, in life, or anyone else who has great knowledge and background in helping others reach their Breaking Five moment, I would love for you to put me in contact with them. We would love to have them on the show. So if you could and let them know, if you know of someone else, tell them to reach out to me at my Instagram, and that is at Kristen underscore run your life. Again, that's at Kristen underscore run your life. And could you do me a favor? And if you enjoyed today's episode and can think of anyone else who could benefit from listening to it, could you go ahead and share this out on your social media or share this directly with them? That would mean the world to me, seriously. And make sure if you have not already, make sure you are subscribed to this podcast so that you get our weekly updates as we drop the next episodes. Thank you, everyone. We seriously appreciate you tuning in today. We'll see you next time. And until then, go run your life.